Hey guys, and welcome to Real Talk No Gimmicks with Haley, Demi, and Aaron. We're so excited that you guys can join us this week for an all-new episode full of advice and insight on today's topic, and we hope you guys can carry it with you for the rest of your busy week. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Real Talk No Gimmicks for any updates. So without further ado, let's get on with this week's episode. And just to let you guys know, this episode is going to be unfiltered. So you're going to get the realest version of us, all of our stutters and mistakes, so you're going to hear it. So just as little warning. Okay. All right, guys. So to start us off, we haven't done a current event in a while. So Haley's going to tell us a story that we think you guys are going to find super interesting. So go ahead, Haley. Okay. So my current event is something that seems a little bit bizarre. But a um, guy um, from Iowa allegedly called a McDonald's after ordering, going through the drive-thru, he ordered some, you know, chicken McNuggets, and, you know, we get a little serious about our sauces, you know, I personally like barbecue sauce, I don't know what this man likes, but he didn't get his sauce with his nuggets, we don't know how many nuggets, 6, 8, 10, 12, 20, but he didn't get his sauce, and he wasn't really happy about that, so when he discovered he didn't have any sauce for his McNuggets, he decided to call the McDonald's and basically deliver um, a bomb threat and the employees called the local police station and reported the guy, gave them the number. The man was called and basically turned himself in and was like, yep, I definitely called um, the McDonald's delivering this bomb threat saying that he wanted to beat up some of the employees. He hopes the restaurant blows up. And um, he was arrested. So, you know, let's have self-control when we don't get our McNuggets and check your check your bag before you leave so you don't get home with no without barbecue sauce and sweet and sour. That's my current Well I that's a very interesting story. It just seems like every single day people are getting crazier and crazier for some weird reason. I didn't think somebody would threaten someone over some sauce. So <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. It's McDonald's chicken nuggets. Like it, why? but you know what? The sauce you need the sauce if you're eating McNugget. You need the sauce for you sure. You need it because it's a little bit. You know what? I'm gonna just keep my. You know, it's a little dry, but you know, it's let's neither here there. Yeah, it's dry for sure. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't think I would ever threaten someone with the bomb for sure and cause a big ruckus over sauce. But right. Right. I don't know. It just, I, I that's, feel like that's like hangry on like a whole other level, but that's just me. That, my friend. Amen to that. Because if you, okay, of course, we don't want to wish evil upon anyone, but like if you're really angry and you have some thoughts, just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Don't scream. Don't cuss. Don't, you know, make bomb threats. <laughs> just keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Right. I also feel like, I don't know why, because I think on the last season, we we did a current event and it was at a McDonald's too. Like, I don't know why always the craziest stuff happens at McDonald's for some unknown reason. It's just yeah, like, I think I remember it was my story. 
It was. Why am I always in the McDonald's stories? That's that's strange. It, I think it was about like a face mask being in like in the food. Someone, I think it was in someone's chicken nugget too. Yes. What is it with the chicken nugget? It was a face mask and like cooked in the nugget. Remember that? Yeah. That is always chicken nugget. Guys, just don't order the McNuggets. <laughs> don't order. They are doing things to people. They, they, yeah, for sure. That's. (laughs) But yeah, that that's a very interesting story. We thought you guys would enjoy hearing, but we also heard, you know, it's been a year. We've been through it. That the COVID restrictions, they're pretty much being lifted. We're, you know, experiencing somewhat of a normal life. So. I know, especially in California, I know like a lot of our restrictions have like been lifted. So have you guys like felt any different? Have you guys been, you know, going out more often? Like, what is it for you guys? Mm, I wouldn't say anything's changed much, but I would say I have been out a little bit more compared to last year. Because last year, what was going on? We had online school. We all took courses online for the summer to prepare for senior year. And we were just, you know, in our little bubble. But now the bubble burst and we're out. So, yeah, I would say we were out a little bit more compared to last year. I agree. I think uh, I haven't gone crazy. I mean, I did go to um, a baseball game recently. um, And it was pretty much crowded. But... I still had my mask on. I mean, and and I feel like it's 50-50, even though the restrictions are lifted. I feel like I see people without their masks and I see people with them. So it just like, for me, I have the vaccine and my parents do as well. So we feel a little bit more comfortable going out and just kind of doing things together. But I still suggest to be cautious because everyone hasn't been as cautious. So you don't know like if, you know, some people are not showing symptoms. <laughs> we have a quick question. What if, let's just say, for instance, almost everyone gets a vaccine? Would you feel comfortable not wearing your mask or would you still prefer to wear your mask even when everyone else has their you know, vaccine? I feel like if the majority of the population did get vaccinated, because I think I saw on the news, it's like, if I think it's at least 80% of the population, then we have like um, herd immunity. So I think I would slowly like start like weeding off the mask for a little bit. I think, I think even now, like, even though a lot of people are getting the vaccine, I still like Haley was saying is I'm like wearing my mask. Like I'm not going to go like all crazy but if everybody were to I think for like the like a little bit I'd wear my mask and then I'd see like okay you know like it doesn't seem like people are really getting sick like everything seems to be going back to normal so then I would ditch the mask but it wouldn't be like after one day after like a year wearing a mask like oh that's it I'm done with wearing masks I feel like it's like a gradual like step-by-step sort of process but yeah that's me I agree I think um majority of people had the vaccine I'd feel a little bit more comfortable just knowing that like if they were to have something it wouldn't be as serious as if they weren't vaccinated but as far as like large gatherings like maybe a concert or um, a sports event or something I just or even in the grocery store like just places where people are just close together I just feel more comfortable with the mask like 
And then, you know, over time we see like there's really no cases or like super low, then I'd probably like start not wearing it. But I still wear it in the grocery store, in the malls, in the like, I don't know. I just feel like things like just because things are lifted, it's been like what a week or two. So I'm just gonna see how it goes. And then like after a couple months or yeah, a couple months I'll see and then I don't know. You're right. We shall see. We shall see in the future. But now we just talked about the present. And you want to know what else is going on in the present? People, you know, going through a lot of stuff. Because, again, COVID is not ancient. Like, it's still here, you know, because it was a couple months ago. A couple months ago, they were still locked down. So a couple months ago, people, you know, were depressed, were sad, they were angry. And... I'm not gonna say everyone, but most people I know in my experience, when bad stuff happens, maybe it's not bad stuff, but let's just say it's something that you know could cause you stress, they tend to use God as a crutch. You know, maybe they pray to God, like, God help me do this, God help me pass through this. This is really scary for me. Please help me, please help me. But when good things happen, it's like God didn't exist before. So how do you guys feel when stuff doesn't go your way or when things are just a little bit traumatic or scary or just straight up bad? How do you feel when people use God as a crutch instead of just using him as, you know, a guide for everything, for the good and the bad? I think for me, it really showcases like something that we talk about often I think on our podcast the difference between religion and relationship and when people choose to use God as a crutch they're kind of leaning more on the religious aspect of things where it's kind of like viewing God as like a genie in a bottle type thing where it's like okay I can pray and know that God's always with me that he'll never leave me and that he loves me so he'll help me through it and I think that even if we're not intentionally doing it we're abusing his grace and his love because we're using him you know where it's like if you had a relationship with someone like a friend or a so-called friend and you only call them when you need something or you only want to hang around them when there's no other options it's you're using them and so sometimes we don't view God that way because we view him as this, you know, big God that has, that's so impersonal, but he really wants to have a relationship with us. And so I think when people use God as a crutch, I kind of feel bad for them because they miss that relationship aspect of having, having a relationship with God and uh, not just knowing him in the hard times and seeing him work out um, things in that way, but in a, being able to enjoy him in the good. I think you get, you miss that part. Of, of having a relationship with God when you use him as a crutch. I totally agree with that. Like, I think we talked about it a lot. I feel like a lot of times people, maybe even new Christians can like really fail to see the purpose of God and like why he's there. And we've had a whole podcast episode of like, who is God and, and all that stuff. Um, but I think like, I've seen it a lot as well. And I totally agree with what Demi was saying. Like, especially in the hard times, I've seen people like whether it be like on like on social media you you like never see them at all talking about god but then like 
if something happens, a traumatic event or COVID or any sort of like big event or something's just going wrong, that's when they want to start talking to God and be like, oh yeah, keep these people in your prayers. And, you know, all these things are happening for a reason and God is doing it for a reason. But I totally agree with Haley when she was saying like, God, it just has so much like of a bigger purpose than that. And I think it just, it just, it, it gets like sort of uncomfortable in a way, like seeing other people using him like that, especially when you're at a certain stage in your Christianity where you have him like as a relationship. And you know that he's not like how he was saying was just like a genie in a bottle, someone to just rely on when the things are bad. Because I mean, in a relationship, Girl, you muted. <laughs> You're muted. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh, muted. <laughs> 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 you started like it just muted like right after Junior in the bottle. Ah. Uh, oh, it did. And I tried to like go and see if I can unmute you, but it won't. Well, that's perfect for a little unfiltered episode. <laughs> this is stuff that happens all the time, and we just edit it out. But this is an unfiltered episode, so you guys yes. hear everything. Yes. Um. No, but I was just saying, like, I think a lot of people, you know, like how you guys were saying this whole time, they just view him in like the absolute wrong way. Use him as like. Like I was saying before I got cut off, like as a genie in a bottle, and of course, that's not the correct way. And honestly, I've been guilty of that too, where it seems like everything in my life is going like absolutely great. And then like the better things are getting, the more pushback in my mind he gets. And then something will happen and I'll be like, God, like, why did this happen? Like, God, like, I need your help. I just feel like so deserted when really I wasn't deserted. It just like he was away. he wasn't away. He was there, but I myself was pushing him away. So, yeah. I really like how you said that God's always there, but we humans tend to, like, move away. And I just think of ping pong. I don't know why, but I just think of ping pong. And, like, you know the net? It's always there. It's not moving. But the ping pong ball, it keeps moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I think it's us because when things are good, okay, we might just roll on the table, stay by ourselves. But when things happen, boom, we just move back and forth, back and forth out of fear, out of stress, out of anger, could be anything related. And so I agree. This also happens to me too, not all the time right now, but beforehand when things didn't necessarily go my way or when something, you know, bad or traumatic kind of happened in my life a long time ago, I used to be that type of person that just stresses out and uses God as a crutch ask him like, God, please help me with this. And if you do this, I promise I'll do that. And I think that's another thing that we, we Christians have a problem with. And it's not everyone, but I know this for myself because I've done it before. We tend to like make vows saying like, God, if you do this, I'll do that. But when God does this, we fail to do that. And that could be anything you may have mentioned to God. So it all comes down to two things. Number one, keep your word, you know, don't forget, don't break promises, because it's one thing to break a promise with the person, but it's another thing if you break a promise to God. 
And I'm not saying something bad is going to happen to you, but as we all just talked about it again and again, God is more than just a crutch. God is more than just a friend. He's God. He knows you. He loves you. Heck, he died on the cross. So number one, keep your word. And number two, constantly remind yourself of who God is. And I think Aaron mentioned um, last podcast about God is more than just, you know, a person. He's God. He's a trainer, a guide, um, someone that cheers you on. He's the father. But it all comes down to just reminding yourself of who God is. And as long as you remind yourself of who he is, then you're not going to be stuck in this wormhole of freaking out or even forgetting all the good things that he has done in your life. So yeah, just hold on to those two things. I think that was really good because of how you mentioned like the ping pong example, because to me, it brought up, it brought into my mind the thought that not only is God one that doesn't leave us and he's right there, but he moves with us. And I think so many times we think that like when the good things happen in our lives, that like it's just like us moving away from God, but it's really him moving with us. Is it, it because if he doesn't if he doesn't leave us like Aaron and Demi were mentioning and like how he's constant and how you no know, like if you turn around he's right by your side that means that he's moving along with you and so that means in the good times he's right there and you know in times of success and great opportunity he's with you you know he's with you when you're successful in school he's with you you know when you're successful in business but he's also with you when you feel like you're stuck. And I think that that's like one of the most wonderful things about him. It's like no matter what phase you find yourself in in life, he moves with you. But I had a question for you guys. So for the person that's hearing this podcast that thinks like, okay, well, how would they know like that person, that celebrity on social media that's now mentioning God? How come like how can they say, you know, they don't have a relationship with God. How would you explain that to them? Because we're saying, you know, people are, some people use God as a crutch, you know, or they only talk to him or talk about him when maybe a family, family, family member needs prayer or um, when things aren't really going for them well in a relationship. Um, But how would you explain to the listener, a listener that may question our stance on that? What would you say to them? I mean, like, I totally, like, understand, like, where you're coming from. Like, you don't know a celebrity's life. Like, you don't really know, like, you know, what their relationship with God is like. But I mean, I feel like when you are a believer in God, like, your life is supposed to change. Like, you can show that he's been influencing you, that you have a relationship with him. And it seems like sometimes, especially, like, some people that I've seen, of course, I'm not going to name names. But, like, I've seen people, like, you wouldn't know at all, like, they have any sort of, like, relationship with God like that they're Christian at all and then it 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 just seems like out of the blue like when you know something goes bad then they want to start talking about about God and we know like as Christians like God is supposed to be in your life present and he changes your life and even if you don't like necessarily talk about him on a daily basis you can tell in the way that you talk the way that your actions are that you know something is different you know so I mean to explain that you just you can see a celebrity in like the way that they act because you know whether it's in interviews or like what they post on instagram you can kind of see like the kind of person that they are so i think it would in a way to explain it'd be like how are they living their life because 
like I just said, you can live your life in any way, but you can tell that, okay, this person, you know, they're not a Christian and maybe they are sort of like in the ways of this world. So I'd say in a way to explain it would be just, I mean, look at their life, the way that they talk, the things that they believe in. You can kind of tell like where they are when it comes to a religious spectrum and, you know, whether they do use God as a crutch or not. So that's what I would say. Yes, Erin. Um, to add on to what Erin said, I really like how she mentioned how a person doesn't really know what a celebrity or maybe someone that our listeners may look up to. It all comes down to just observations. But then again, observations are not good enough because when we use our observations, we make a conclusion that may not be true. So it all comes down to this. Is what they're doing helping others? Is what they're doing glorifying God in any way? And what's the any way? Again, helping others, being kind, being patient. Heck, even in Corinthians, it says love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't boast. It's not prideful. It's not envious. It doesn't hold any record of wrongs. So as long as the person is keeping up their end of the bargain, according to 1 Corinthians, then that's pretty much good evidence that maybe they are a Christian or a really good person that's just trying to do the right thing. Now, we shouldn't jump to conclusions. We shouldn't make any certain judgments because again, 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 we don't know what other people are going through. Their version of Christianity is different than our version of Christianity. But as long as they know God, as long as God is in their hearts, okay, kumbaya, my Lord, we're all good. We're all fine. So I wouldn't, be too focused on observing, but just holding on to that, you know, love, that love mentality. And as long as, you know, celebrities or other people that you guys are looking up to, as long as they're honoring that code, then I'm pretty sure that's a good way, a good guide for you to just honor God, even when times are good, you know, because love conquers all. So yeah. I feel like there was something else that I keep forgetting. You know what? It'll come back to me. But yeah, that's all I have to say. I kind of wanted to ask you guys like a quick question. I was thinking about it a little bit and like thinking about faith. And I was, at, um, I wanted to ask you guys if you think that, because I know some people have thought, because I looked it up a little bit before this, like to kind of talk about it. But I saw some people think that faith itself is a crutch. So I was wondering if you guys think like that there's any relationship in that? Like, is it sort of the same thing? Like, what are the differences in that? And I was wondering if you guys want to kind of talk about that. Pretty much the difference between using God as a crutch and just faith in general. Oh, that's a good question. Um, someone once asked me like for advice on just some different things. And we talked, faith is like a really big aspect of Christianity. So it's like, you can't, and I'll elaborate, but we all know, or maybe you don't know, but the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And that's one of the biggest thing about Christianity. It's first built on faith. When you have faith that God or Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, that's activating faith. And so, you know, in every aspect of our walk, there's some point of faith. We talked about, like, I think our first episode, the season was rerouting you know please turn that's 
activating faith because we believe that, you know, no matter what our plans are, we have faith to trust that God has something better for us and something designed for us. And I can see how people can view faith as a crutch. Um, and it, it's, it can become a crutch when we have faith without moving. Because it says that faith without works is dead. So not, so you can't get to heaven by works, but you can't have faith without works, if that makes sense. So I can have faith that God provides all my, my needs, but I still have to work. You know, I still have to work to provide, but then I can have faith in the time where I don't have a job. Maybe I got laid off or unemployed to know that God is my shepherd and I shall not want. So it's like a twofold thing that faith applies to every aspect. Faith um, applies in prosperity, but it 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 also um, can be activated in lack or when we don't really feel like we have all the resources. So Faith can be used as a crutch when we don't use all the resources in front of us. Like we have the ability to work, but we don't because we just have faith that God's just going to put food on our table because it says that a man that does not work does not eat, you know, or we can have faith that or a faith can become a crutch when we have the ability to perform in some way in school, but we don't because we just have faith that we're going to get to the test and the answers are just going to pop in our head. That's when we could say that faith is a crutch. But when you have faith in saying like, God, you know what? I don't know how all these bills are going to be paid, but I just have to trust that you're going to provide. I paid my tithes, you know, and so I'm just going to trust you. That's when you activate faith and that's not a crutch. So I think just understanding the word helps us to really dissect and digest when we're using God or faith as a crutch. Because when we know what the word says and it can apply it and activate it within us, then we're able to correct ourselves and get a further understanding of how and when we use God or aspects of Christianity as a crutch. I definitely agree with Haley, especially when she said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's basically like Christianity. It's basically like God, because our topic today is God, the crutch. And I think God and faith is very synonymous because they are both things that we human beings cannot see with our naked eye. And I understand why people think that faith could be a crutch, because based on how I perceive it, faith can be a crutch when it is used to replace the things that make us feel worried. You know, worried is a strong word. Worry happens when, again, things go bad, when things don't go the way we want it to go. So sometimes, and I do this because I'm human and I'm still trying to do my best to be a good person, but we tend to force faith to be in us despite the fact that it's all just worry and sometimes it helps, but then again, it doesn't help because there's there's no trust, as Haley mentioned before. And as long as you have that solid trust in God, knowing like, you know what, I'm not even going to worry about this. God got me. Nothing bad's going to happen to me or our family. Then you're good. That's when pure faith comes in. So I understand why people think faith could be a crutch, but it could also be. How do I say this? It could also be like a test because you know how we mentioned before, God 
does things to test our faith, to test our trust in him. So I wouldn't necessarily use the word crutch nine times out of 10. It could also be just a test in order to see if someone is capable of becoming a stronger Christian, a stronger believer. So that's another thing. So yeah, that, that's it. That's all I could think of. I totally agree. I think those are all really good points. And I think you guys, like, I mean, I really don't have any much to say on that because I think you guys like hit it spot on. I think people who are listening to the podcast who are confused on that, I think you guys explained it really well and kind of like dis- differentiated the two. So I think that was really good. Um, I mean, as far as what I have to say, I mean, like, I really don't because I think you guys like really like hit it like on top of the head. But I mean, for faith and crutch, like faith being a crutch, I think the way I would just like simplify it is that faith, it's just like you said, it's believing in, you know, things that you can't see, things that you can't touch. And then crutch is just, it's just straight up using somebody, you know, like if I were to put it in like the simplest terms for people, maybe who are still confused about it. But um, I mean, that's all I have to say about the topic. Do you guys have anything else to say? I have one quick question, just a simple question. So maybe there are listeners that are still a little bit confused and they, and they want to understand how to not use God as a crutch. So guys, what are ways, some ways we can not use God as a crutch? I think uh, for me, one thing that I've learned recently is, or in, that I'm still like developing, I guess, is being able to take God in every area or every arena. You know, I I started working this summer and it's different, you know, it's different being in a workspace that's consumed, I guess, or filled with people of different backgrounds, you know, of different belief systems, of, you know, different mindsets. And so I think one way of using God is the crutch is not only just talking to him or about him in areas where we feel comfortable, but able to being able to adapt without conforming, you know, being able to express, like Aaron mentioned earlier, um, showing people through love, how we communicate, how we handle situations, um, showing them that we have God within us, but and adapting in that way, but not conforming to what the world has to offer. I think that's one of the biggest ways that we could not use God as a trick as a crutch, just by taking him boldly everywhere that we go and, and not, you don't have to like, and when I say boldly, I'm not saying you have to like carry the Bible around and like shake it in everyone's face and say, I'm a Christian, but you know, there's something about a person when their light is shining, you know, it's just something, the way that they move is different. The way they communicate is different. The way that they um, approach people is different. So I think um, I would encourage listeners to Obviously, take him with you at the church house among your Christian friends or your family, but be bold about your faith when you're out so that you can show God actively like, God, I love you in the comfort of my own homes in my lowest points, but I can showcase you in moments of prosperity, of great opportunity and in new situations. I love that. I think you said that so perfectly. Um, And I would totally agree with everything that you said. I think the main thing, like how you said, is I just 
it's just like to be completely constant with God and to just know that he has your back no matter what. Like, again, that doesn't mean being a crutch, but that does mean that he's not going to let you fall. He's not going to let you be alone. Um, you, you just have to, like Haley said, I think was a good point. She said that you have to kind of adapt with, with whatever situation that he puts you in. You just know that he's in control. I think that's something that's just brought me like so much peace and something that's, I mean, brought me to this point in my life is just knowing that he's in control and that I'm not in control no matter how hard I think life gets and how much I think I'm alone I'm not um I I think it's so important like how he was saying to just be constant and to adapt to God and I just you just like shouldn't lead on him with life's problems there was something that I read um, cause I was reading the Bible and I wasn't exactly sure what a yoke is. And I, I read that a yoke is a wooden harness that pulls two oxen together to pull a wagon. And I, I was thinking about it and like, it kind of ties into what we were talking about. And it's that, that God is not doing like all the work, like while we're resting, you could, and in, in terms of a yoke, um, we're in the yoke with Jesus and with God, and we're both working together to sort of pull the cart and to, you know, bear the burdens of life that's how I would put it. And it's not in a way to be by yourself in this life, but be with God. But again, not use him as a crutch and not rely on him with every single problem that you have. So I think that's really important in a way to just be constant with God and to adapt, adapt to every single situation that life throws at you and to not know, and to know that you're not alone and that you don't have to bear the burden and to sort of be in that yoke with God. That is so good. Um, for me, one way to not use God as a crutch is basically just one word, talk. I know it sounds a bit generic, but just talk. Talk to God about literally everything. Talk to him about getting good grades in school. Talk to him about your jean pants. Talk to him about college. Talk to him about your mama, your daddy, your goldfish dog it could be a pet egg if you have one but honestly like if you're just open with him you're gonna develop this sense of i don't know something cathartic something that makes you feel more at home you know making god more relatable to you because again he listens to you he's always here for you okay he listens to you he's like that one friend in the park y'all are sitting in the swings and you tell them, guess what happened to me today? I did this. And this girl, she was being such a bully. And he listens. And, like, he's not going to judge you. He's not going to destroy you for saying something that might seem good or bad. It doesn't matter. He will listen to you. So just talk. Talk, 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 talk. Talk. And I promise you, it will make you feel like God is, like, I don't know, your number one cheerleader or your brother that you never had or a mother that you never had, father, etc. They'll just feel like family, you know? So yeah, talk and also invest, invest in the word because by reading the Bible, God is talking to you, literally verbatim. When you read the Bible, you're just reading a poem or his love letter or just something that goes on in his life because in the Bible, it has records of everything that happened in his timeline. So yeah, when you read the Bible, God talks to you and when you're open, talk to him. And as long as y'all share, <clears throat> excuse me. As long as you are open and honest and just keeping it 100 with God, I promise you, you're gonna you're gonna use God as a best friend that you never had. 
So yeah, I think that sums everything up. Do you guys have anything else to say? All I have to say is to the listener that may hear this episode and maybe feel a little bit convicted, you know, maybe this, your relationship with God has maybe been built on a crutch. You know, you, you started off in your relationship injured and instead of restoring yourself, you know, wrapping up the wound and growing with the Lord, maybe you kept the crutch and you're limping on a foot that's healed. I want to say that grace is still sufficient for you. You know, it's never too late to build a relationship. None of us here, or at least I haven't, always had the most perfect relationship where I was just reading the Bible and just talking to him every day. Because I still fall short in that area. I still miss days where maybe I just was running late for something and I just said, okay, thank you for waking me up. Amen. And that was just it for the day. You know, we there were all works in progress. So I just want to encourage you that maybe you've used faith as a crutch. Maybe you've used God as a crutch. Maybe for your whole relationship or this religion that you've built. But it's not too late. God's arms still open for you. And he wants to genuinely have a relationship with you. You just have to ask yourself if you're ready. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, I have a snack for you guys. Um, it's chicken noodle soup. I hope y'all like it because I never tried it. Um, <laughs> okay, maybe I have one time. I can't remember. But anyway, I need- <laughs> I, did I hear this girl just say she did never had? Did she just say she never had? Oh, right. Maybe I have. Maybe I was six. Or so then, why would the? Never mind. I don't know. It popped in my head. Anyway. You had a you're sharing us a snack you never had. Fine. What a <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I'll just talk about cake. Is that better since I have cake before? Amen. Since I have cake before, I'll talk about cake. Anyway, y'all are so mean. Anyway, um, cake. So basically, keep your ID with you at all times. Keep your license. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this based on personal experience. These two are my witnesses because we went out one time and I forgot my ID and it could have been problematic, but it was prevented. But yeah, just keep your ID, your driver's license, California ID, your passport, your birth certificate, you name it. Anything that has your identity, keep it on you. <laughs> keep it on I you. I don't know mind. about the birth certificate, but or, you know, ID, school ID, license, you know. You know what I mean. But yes, don't forget to keep them all. And don't forget to stay. stay. This is Bye. Oh my gosh.